Welcome to Rural Health Pulse. I'm Jim Kinnear, Chief Human Resources Officer at the Indiana Regional Medical Center. In this series, we focus on ideas and stories impacting the health of our region and explore the programs and initiatives designed to improve health care and wellness. This podcast is a collaborative effort of IRMC and Indiana University of Pennsylvania. In this episode, the focus is on how wastewater surveillance can be used to detect and monitor the presence of a disease. This initiative began in spring 2020 as a way to track the presence of COVID. With the recent discovery of the polio virus in the wastewater of New York City, the importance and potential scope of wastewater surveillance is evident. Our guest is Professor Richard Atkins, who will discuss how the wastewater surveillance initiative began and how the data is collected, analyzed, and shared. So welcome, Dr. Um, Atkins. It's great to have you here with us today. To begin, would you tell our audience a little bit about yourself and your role at IUP? Sure. I've been at IUP for 26 years. I came to IUP after completing my PhD in Applied Math and Computational Sciences. I'm faculty in the Mathematics and Computer Science Department, and I teach a mix of math and computer science classes. It's great to have you here today and very interested to hear how some of your background relates to wastewater surveillance and how it's been used there. Can you tell us a little bit about what is wastewater surveillance? Yeah, um, in, in the work that I do at IUP, uh, I do a lot of uh, math modeling, uh, both at the undergraduate, teaching undergraduates and teaching graduate students. And um, really core to that math modeling um, goal of mine is to have data to work with. When Indiana Borough had started collecting data on wastewater in terms of the amount of COVID that was present in the wastewater, I wanted to be able to have access to that data to work with my students, as well as natural curiosity with what was happening uh, with the COVID cases uh, in the county. So what we're doing with the wastewater testing is we are collecting samples at the wastewater treatment plant and checking to see the amount of COVID RNA that's present in the wastewater. By doing so, we can get an idea of how many people have active cases of COVID in the county or within the watershed. So uh, Roland Francis, who's the wastewater treatment plant supervisor, uh, started this initiative and began collecting this data in April 2020. Folks from the university and from the hospital system became involved with trying to figure out how to use this data, both to um, look at some statistics on the data that we had to measure some trends, as well as to figure out how to inform public health. The wastewater surveillance as a whole is the process for um, collecting that data and trying to find things about public health that come out of that data. So in particular, we've been looking for uh, COVID RNA in the wastewater, but this could be used to track other uh, bacterial or virus infections, as well as other things um, that are the result of human activity. As you gather this data, can you tell us a little bit about how it's shared? Yeah, so um, we've actually gone through sort of several revisions of, of, of how we use the data and how the data has actually been processed. So initially, uh, Roland Francis started out using a company called Biobot uh, out of uh, Boston, Massachusetts to um, determine the levels of of COVID that are in the water. And they were sending one sample each week uh, to Biobot. Um, 
following, working with that data at the, at the borough level, uh, we tried to do some additional sampling of IUP's campus, looking at dormitories to see if we could uh, make sure that we keep students safe in the dormitory settings and be able to predict and understand uh, trends in, um, in the COVID transmissions on campus. So uh, that was our initial work on collecting data. Subsequently, Allegheny County's Health Department uh, contacted us and said, uh, we understand that you're collecting some data on wastewater. We'd like to expand the uh, range of our data that is coming into Allegheny County to include some of the surrounding counties. And so uh, Roland has cooperated with them and has collected additional samples and is sending three samples a week for analysis to uh, Allegheny County. So we have uh, more than one uh, place now collecting information for us, and that becomes a little bit statistically challenging to merge those numbers together, uh, but it gives us a, a, a bigger set of data to look at the public health part. So you asked about the, uh, how this data is being shared, right? So when we first started this initiative, uh, the... Uh, uh, wastewater treatment plant and officials from the Indiana borough, as well as university faculty, were um, meeting to figure out how we could make use of this data, how we could analyze this data. Uh, we quickly pulled in um, uh, staff and administration from uh, Indiana Regional Medical Center into that process. And so the, the goal all along has been to uh, use this data to inform public health, to see how uh, our community is doing in terms of, of preventing and controlling the spread of COVID. And um, it's been really, uh, I think, a growth experience to see um, the connections strengthen between IUP and IRMC as well as the borough. I'm curious, how much of a correlation did you see between changes in wastewater levels and the actual prevalence of COVID in the community? Yeah, that's, that's a really good question. The um, the early in the epidemic, all of the testing that was happening was getting reported to the Pennsylvania Department of Health. So we had really good data about the testing of, of people in, in town. And uh, we could break that down by zip code and sometimes a little finer than that. So we were able to make uh, some pretty good statistical comparisons. And the trends uh, really do match, right? That uh, what we see in the wastewater was matching what we saw uh, in the clinical testing that was, was happening. One of the interesting things about COVID transmission is that uh, when you're initially infected with COVID, you don't come down with symptoms right away, but yet you can be uh, infectious, meaning that you can spread the disease uh, before you have symptoms. And some people are, in fact, even asymptomatic, so they're not aware even that they, uh, they have COVID. So in looking at that data, we were able to actually, because the wastewater testing is capturing um, samples you know, in the wastewater from people who have COVID who don't know they have COVID. And so we were able to actually uh, see that uh, somewhere between um, four days and 10 days, um, predictive amounts of changes in COVID. So we were able to uh, use the wastewater data to predict future trends in the case counts as clinical testing goes. And you can imagine that, you know, 
people first start feeling a little bit sick, maybe they have a little bit of a fever, they're like, maybe this isn't COVID. Uh, when their symptoms get a little bit worse, then they go for, for testing. So our wastewater data was able to be predictive of, uh, you know, a week out or so of the number of people who have uh, COVID. And so the correlations are, are pretty close. As the epidemic progressed and more home testing became available, there was um, really a need to still see how many COVID cases we have, and that clinical testing, while still reported to the state, the home testing was not. So the wastewater results would really give us a, a better picture. Right? So we were able to build on those initial studies that we did in terms of looking at those correlations uh, later in the epidemic and still see the trends uh, for COVID transmission, even when people weren't taking um, tests that were reported to the public health uh, officials. I'm curious, how unique was it that a community like Indiana as a rural setting was able to conduct this level of surveillance and predictions regarding COVID levels? Yeah, that's a really impressive work on the part of Indiana Borough and Roland Francis, who was the wastewater treatment supervisor, to um, be an early adopter in this process. When COVID first hit, there was um, not a lot of municipalities that were having their wastewater tested. And Roland had a vision for um, his role as wastewater treatment supervisor in both uh, contributing to uh, the health and safety of people in the borough. And uh, he um, reached out to Biobot um, when he read about their initiative to try to uh, quantify uh, the impact of COVID on communities through wastewater. And so he was you know, uniquely positioned to to handle both the, uh, the laboratory science, the collecting of the data, uh, processing this, sending it to Biobot, and made those initial connections to uh, include university researchers as well as IRMC uh, administrators and staff in that analysis. So um, we were one of the first municipalities using Biobot. Uh, it was a startup that resulted because of COVID. Um, and um, because of the fact that we were early adopters in the process, we have a data set that is really um, longer and more useful for research uh, than most uh, communities nationwide. Thank you for, for sharing that background. Earlier, you also mentioned that this can be used for other applications beyond just COVID testing. Could you elaborate a little bit more on that? Yeah, so we've worked to put the infrastructure in place to, to collect the samples. So R Roland's been collecting from the Indiana borough for quite a while. Uh, one of the things in our data was wondering how much of the, um, the COVID counts were coming from our local population and how many, much might have been for people who were located in the hospital system, which shares the wastewater treatment facility. And so we have been looking to add uh, and making progress with adding collection and sampling from uh, both IRMC, uh, sewer outflow, as well as other regional uh, hospital systems. So um, as we've expanded to other, um, other communities around Indiana, um, we have the ability to, uh, first of all, compare our location to the other locations in terms of trends for COVID. But the, we've also put in place the infrastructure to collect and sample at those other facilities, which allows us to 
um, look at other perhaps diseases that might happen, right? Future pandemics. Uh, Monkeypox would be an example of that. Uh, we haven't uh, started at the time of recording here uh, to uh, analyze the wastewater samples for monkeypox, but anything that was viral or bacterial that makes it through uh, the wastewater system to the wastewater treatment plant or to the collection point at a building level, uh, we would be able to um, look for that. So there's growth in research for looking at wastewater for other things. We can detect uh, proteins and other compounds that are in the wastewater as well. So um, one example would be uh, pharmaceuticals. Um, opioid use could be also looked at in the wastewater. And you could compare how your community is doing in terms of those public health, uh, those aspects of public health as well. Thanks for sharing those examples. It's really interesting to hear about some of the other potential applications of this process. As you think about this process, what would you say were some of the biggest challenges of having all these aspects and all these partners come together? It really was uh, a team effort uh, and getting all those people together. Uh, early in COVID, we weren't meeting in person, so we were using a Zoom on a, on a weekly basis to get all of the uh, interested uh, and, and influential people together for this process. Um, after that, those meetings, we would separate out and uh, uh, so one of my colleagues in the math and computer science department, Young Tao Kao, he um, worked with the data that we have and was able to publish a paper. Um, and we're on, he's working on putting the second paper together uh, currently. So we were able to um, pull the statistics together and, um, and actually test some statistical methods to validate the prediction process that we were hoping to find. So there were were some additional challenges as well. Early in the pandemic, uh, there were a number of communities that were trying to do wastewater surveillance as well. And when we tried to add buildings at IUP, uh, so looking at the dormitories, the uh, automatic samplers that you uh, use to draw a sample out of sewer lines, um, we couldn't get those from the uh, manufacturer of those those types of equipment. It took some time to find a location that would be willing to rent those uh, for for use, and eventually we've we've purchased additional equipment uh, to put in place um, for those additional testing sites that we have. So access to equipment uh, was was an issue. Um, within um, working at IUP to to add testing for some dormitories. We had to work with uh, IUP facilities. Uh, the plumbers had to get us access to the, the buildings. We had uh, math and science faculty um, going into the uh, um, machine rooms in those buildings and, and collecting samples. So there was some aspects of, of getting uh, the appropriate amounts of, of, of personal protective equipment and training uh, to be able to uh, uh, handle those wastewater samples. As you think about this initiative overall, what do you think was the biggest takeaway that you would like for the audience to be aware of? One of the important things that I saw was the collaboration between uh, IUP, Indiana Borough, and IRMC. Um, as a, um, you know, while this was about the pandemic and trying to address things in our community, the Activities that we've done have really strengthened those connections, and uh, people are, are working together on other initiatives. Um, 
collaborating to find uh, grants that we can write to help support both things at IUP and um, development at IRMC. Um, and the willingness of the Indiana Borough uh, leadership to um, continue to share their data and to include us uh, in this process of, of working in our community. It's exciting to hear you know, some of the opportunities and some of the other initiatives coming out of this effort. What do you see as the most immediate next step that might occur? I'm excited about the additional data that we're collecting uh, at our um, regional counties and regional hospital systems and being able to, uh, from a, a research and a math modeling perspective, uh, be able to incorporate uh, data collected at um, a, a variety of sites around Indiana County and, and beyond uh, with the data that, um, so we're sending our data to Allegheny County and uh, Allegheny County also has their data. So being able to pull all of this data together gives us, uh, as you know, statistical researchers, a, a lot of information to work with. And there's some challenges in that process of being able to uh, sort of understand and combine the, that data as well as segment out that and look for trends in those different communities. So I'm looking forward to uh, diving deeper into the data as we get um, that variety of, of sources coming in and building better models for um, how COVID is spreading and hopefully not spreading. Dr. Atkins, thank you very much for your time today and sharing about the success of this initiative. It was really interesting to hear how the various partners came together and how they were successful in taking advantage of the expertise uh, at IUP uh, and using that in combination with the local community resources and the local health care system. Any other thoughts that you would like to share with us uh, before we conclude our program today? I want to give a big thanks to uh, Roland Francis and uh, the Indiana Borough officials that uh, began to collect this data and their vision to uh, connect IUP faculty uh, and IRMC public health um, persons together with um, our group. I appreciate everybody's efforts and uh, uh, looking forward to uh, seeing how this can continue to improve public health in our region. Well, thank you again, and we're really looking forward to seeing what new direction and how this develops in the future. Yep, thank you. Wastewater surveillance to detect the presence and spread of disease is one of many examples of how those in our region are working to protect and improve our health. In this series of podcasts, we will explore these efforts and share them with you. Rural Health Pulse is a collaborative effort of the Indiana Regional Medical Center, Indiana University of Pennsylvania, and the Indiana community. It is produced by Chris Korn from IUP's Division of University Advancement and recorded by the IUP Communications Media. I'm Jim Kinnear. Thank you for listening, and be sure to watch for future episodes of Rural Health Pulse.